0: hey hey what up (laughs) what up puppy dog is that is that a recording okay
1: yeah okay this should be
0: good perfect okay good okie
2: dokie ladies and gentlemen (laughs) you're such a bundle of joy (laughs) I have Stephen Daniels here in the socially distanced podcast studio aka my living room Uh, what a treat Stephen good to have you Well, thanks for having me, and I like your living room. Thank you. Uh, I've definitely updated it. Uh, the birch—you've you, seen the I've new seen wallpaper. The birch wallpaper, the birch wallpaper. I like the blue walls. I like the lights. Thank you. It's very nice. <sighs> Trying to make it look fresh. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Stephen and I uh, met each other at the sec- a comedy institution. <laughs> I don't know why I'm stopping myself from saying my my place of employment and. Uh, uh, was taking Stephen was taking uh, improv classes with me, and exactly, so we yeah. have gotten to know each other really well, and it has been a pure joy. Thank you. Um, Likewise. And, oh, thank you. <laughs> and uh, we share a lot in common. Uh, one, absolutely loving Christmas. Uh, two, being into comedy, and uh, I guess three, both being gay. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Ding, (laughs) ding, ding. ding. We're a winner. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, Stephen, uh, one thing I I would love to kind of get into a little bit more today because it's, I think, a very um, cool perspective you bring is um, kind of what brought you to improv. Okay. And a little bit of your story of like getting a cancer diagnosis and kind of some like. The way, and the way, the little bit I've heard, but the way you have approached like getting a cancer diagnosis, okay. I think is one of the coolest stories I've heard. Okay, All so right. take take us back. All right. So, uh, hi everybody, it's <laughs> Stephen, and uh, oh, you may know him by the way. From uh, you're a little bit famous. You've been on. Is it WGN? I've been on WGN. (laughs) and Yeah. Yeah. I've been in some video
0: shoots for some corporations. No no big deal. Yeah. No big. Yeah. (laughs) Anyhow, uh, I've yet to be discovered. But anyhow, uh, so just so everybody is uh, aware, um, at age 61 in 2017, I was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer that metastasized my spinal column. Uh, At age 62, I began 40 weeks of improv training. Here at a famous uh, 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 school here in Chicago. Uh, It wasn't the first school, Uh, it's the second. And um, at age 63, I began taking voice lessons. Thank you. So uh, I I had been in, uh, the diagnosis came about. Is I had been in a lot of. I was going to a chiropractor. I was seeing an acupuncturist. Hmm. Uh, I was having a lot of pain, particularly like in my ribs and my back, and everything just really, really hurt. And I'd had all kinds of tests. And finally, my chiropractor uh, sent me some additional blood, sent me for some additional blood work, and sent me for another MRI to look at some stuff specifically. And on Easter weekend of 2017, I found out I was diagnosed with uh, stage four uh, cancer and it moved to my spinal column in two areas, Hmm. one and two and 13 and 14. So I was immediately put in the hospital uh, overnight for observation and they wanted to have a medical team look and see if they were concerned that my spine wasn't secure enough, that if I fell... Oh, wow. Or tripped, or just moved the wrong way that my uh, spine would collapse, or uh, I'd have some difficulty. Because it was already, like... It was already there. Compromised because of the cancer. Hmm. Exactly. So, uh, but... They found out that I could go home. Uh, I had to give up rollerblading,
2: downhill. What my downhill <laughs> skiing career. That is I, I want to tell you this is so funny. <laughs> I saw someone rollerblading down the street, and I've been waiting for you to get oh. here. And I was like, "Wouldn't that be a hoot if Stephen rollerbladed?" <laughs> it came here, mm. and you, you, uh you are a serious rollerblader. I have rollerblades. Yes, <laughs> I bought them during the craze, and I do, I do like rollerblades. When blading. you say the craze, like. Uh, late 90s
0: late 90s yeah yeah, yeah. I,
2: have, I had some too i've really good i still have mine i may sell them i i mostly just spin in circles cuz of my left leg being shorter than my right leg oh it's awful yeah i tend to
0: <laughs> lean i tend to sort of lead from one leg versus the other so but i i do like it it's fun but i uh-huh. i can't really do that anymore cuz if i fell or something sure. there's concern uh anyhow uh so that was on a Friday I got out of the hospital on a Saturday and uh, Monday morning i I remember waking up and I sort of sat on the edge of the bed getting ready. I thought well I knew I had to get ready to go to work and I just there was just a mo I just had this moment that uh, I couldn't make it go away hmm. It wasn't like you painted your walls the wrong color and you'd go get a new can of paint. It wasn't that you bought the wrong size of a pair of pants or whatever. I couldn't make it go away, and I just decided uh, you can't change it, so this is just going to be an adventure. I had never had cancer before. I'd never been to Spain. So I was just going to look at it basically as this journey to see where this was going to go um and that's how i that's just kind of how i approached it uh radiation started soon thereafter uh i went for i think 12 days in a row and got radiation on my spine uh then there was a break and then i started with i had six rounds of chemotherapy and uh Chemo was every three weeks, six rounds for every three weeks. So, anyhow, uh and I I I made it through that. I wouldn't say it was necessarily the easiest thing, particularly after number five. But along the way, the adventure
2: unfolds. And I feel like where do you think that comes from, Stephen? That like early on, like I don't know how many people could like get cancer and be like, I'm going to treat this like an adventure. Like... Um, if I kind of look back, um, I grew up on a farm,
0: uh, out in the middle of nowhere in the, in rural Ohio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I spent time at my grandparents' house. When you grew up on a farm, things happen you can't control a farmer can't control when it rains Uh, a farmer can't control uh uh a a lot of things there's a lot of things that are you plant one crop this year it does really well next year it doesn't do well at all and you're out of things are out of control um and i've faced challenges before and got through them. And, um, I, I think it just made me a better person. And the alternative was to look at it as gloom and doom. Like, Oh my God, I have cancer. I'm going to die. Uh, my life is over. Uh, and I found out as I went through treatment and even still today, when I see my oncology team, uh, it was uh, people with a really good attitude that approach a challenge, particularly if you have really good attitude, uh, if you remain positive and do positive things when you're diagnosed with cancer, those people have a much better uh, rate of survival and uh, they do much better than the people who look at it kind of as That's uh, as, as a negative huh. so, so statistically
2: just like positivity right. I've always been wow. kind
0: of the positive sort of yeah. upbeat funny social guy or whatever and I just couldn't see myself becoming you know somebody else. I feel like I'm sweating. That's amazing. Oh,
2: anyhow. Sorry, it might be a little hot in yeah. here. No, no, it's no, it's fine. I'm nervous. And, uh, my first podcast. <laughs> it's only my, it's many. only my second of many. So I'm sweating too. <laughs> anyhow,
0: no, you're doing fine. So, uh, Once you know, once that decision is made, it was really a wake up call for me. Because up until that point, this might surprise some people when they hear this, but up until that point, I made decisions mostly based on how I thought other people would perceive them or making other people mm. like me or provide positive reinforcement. I made decisions that made other people happy.
2: You're you're a people pleaser?
0: Not yes, not yep. necessarily me. And uh Pause. I decided. Are you a middle child? I'm a middle child. Oh yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh and I come from a blended family, so I have, there's 11 of us, so there's five older and five younger. Holy shit. Um, and, uh, and an, all on a farm. All on a farm, <laughs> all in rural America. Uh, anyhow, um, so I decided it was time to stop that because, hmm. uh, it's other people aren't going to be happy for you if you're not happy with yourself and uh it was time to um i thought about this today particularly when it comes to me and my job is i've i found my voice
2: that's awesome that's a, I, what a good feeling huh and i
0: learned how to ex- i'm learning how to express that voice yeah so uh when I was growing up, and if I'm talking too much, no you no just no, cut no me off. Uh when I was growing up as a little kid, uh I always watched every award show on television, and I always envisioned myself that I would be on stage or on TV or in the movies. And when you grow up on a farm and I'm not saying I had that this is bad, but, um, and it was a different time. Um, being creative wasn't practical and people didn't really find it acceptable.
2: Interesting. Wasn't valued, but also not even acceptable to like, exactly. Be a creative person. Yeah. So, Hmm.
0: uh, and, uh you know my dad having worked for a company for 30 some years uh my my uh, dad and my stepmother did not want me to go to college they thought that was a waste of time you could get a good job in a factory or in a business here and have a really good career uh and so you know I I went away to school I went to Ohio State and Uh, I could have pursued that there. There are famous people from Ohio State that are, that are well known. Uh, Patricia Heaton is one of them. You all know Patricia Heaton? I don't. I do. She was, she was Ray Ray Romano's wife.
2: Oh, okay.
0: That's, and she's also on. All um, right. I'm tracking. She played another mother on another show, uh, with the three kids. I can't think of that show. Anyhow, uh, Yes, I and we actually worked in the same – we worked at the Faculty Club, which is a private restaurant club on campus, and we actually worked there at the same time. I do remember her from college. Oh,
2: okay. Anyhow. So d- when you were in college, yes, uh, you still uh, didn't kind of give yourself permission to do what you wanted to do? Exactly. Because I
0: picked an education – I was going to be an education major – I majored in special education of all things hmm. and people really thought that was just it's just the neatest and no oh, that's really great that you're going to do that and so I was looking for
2: acceptance Yeah. And I've I've heard of this. You have ha- <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for acceptance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. So uh uh but you know I don't regret what I did. I had a great... It took me five years to get through school. I had to pay my way through Ohio State. Uh, I didn't get any financial help from my uh, parents at all. Um, um, but I got through. I graduated. And that's something, you know, once you kind of have that degree, nobody can ever take that away from you. Mm-hmm. And I still have amazing friends from those days. That's awesome. So... uh so anyhow, I decided, you know, when you're 61 years old and you've got stage 4 cancer and you're going through radiation and chemotherapy or whatever, uh I had looked at maybe taking an acting class or whatever and just decided uh I'm going to sign up for an improv class at not the first place, the second <laughs> one. And um that's how it Started. I. The. Um, I've told people this, and people have noticed this, but the real Stephen started to emerge. That's
2: awesome. I love that. That's so cool, Stephen. Um. Uh. So you started. Doing improv classes, and that's yes. how we got to know each other. And then um, the other thing that you jumped on was music classes, yes. right? Voice lessons. Yes, yes. Yeah. Both both things that you would have have wanted to pursue earlier yes. and like you put on the back burner. Yes.
0: Because I didn't think they were practical or that people would find them acceptable to yeah. do when I was... I'm reminded of a... Not to backtrack. <laughs> I thought a, a song was coming for no, a second. No, no, no. no. Uh, I did do warm-ups on the way here. Anyhow. Um, <laughs> Which warm-ups did you do? <laughs> there's a hum one you can do. You breathe in really deeply. <gasps> and then when you breathe out, you hum or okay. ha. So you breathe in. Okay. Then you go... Um, it relaxes your vocal cords. It helps for public speaking
2: as well as singing. Anyhow, I wait know. a second. There's also uh, he. What he's not telling you is his um, beauty regimen before he got <laughs> before he sat down. Yes. Would you want to give everyone your little yeah. secret? <laughs> Listen, I didn't want to have puffy eyes because you know I thought I need
0: to look my best. I wore a blue shirt because it looks I, I have blue eyes. But um, I love this stuff, and it's from Garnier. And it's this little roller ball. I keep mine in the refrigerator. Is it a
2: cortisone? Is it what is it? What is it? It's got caffeine
0: in it and stuff, and it oh. helps reduce puffiness around your eyes. Okay. So you just—I uh, keep it in the refrigerator because I think it's better if it's cold or chilled. But you just—you uh, just go like this. Sorry, I bumped the thing. For those who are listening, he's applying it to his under eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes. There we go. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> you just do that. It feels really refreshing. I don't know if it – I think it works. No, it does work. But it's extreme – it does work. I shouldn't say that. Poor Garnier. Send me some. Um, anyhow, um, but it feels really good because it's cold.
2: It just sort of rolls on. It just feels really – it's very refreshing. So I uh, I just recently got an inhaler. Oh. It, you know, like for asthma? Uh-huh. Never had one. Okay. Um, I, I had some, like, lung things going on. And I went to the doctor, and he's like, I think it's like an allergy thing or mold thing. Like, I got tested for COVID, no COVID, blah, blah, blah. So I got this, like, oral steroid and this uh, inhaler. And Matt just last night was like, Johnny, like, I if you ever have to take, like, pills, like, routinely when you're older, I'm going to hide them from you or, like, make you use one of those slot boxes. Okay. Because he totally called me out for, like wanting to use that inhaler just because it felt fun and special yeah <laughs> <laughs> i came home from a bike ride like uh, like one of the first times i was using it and i was just like <laughs> the whole ride i was just like toot, <laughs> toot. <laughs> just like a whole bunch and i came in i am like, I feel a little weird a little dizzy and i'm like i don't know maybe it's the inhaler he's like how many are you supposed to take like how many shots and my doctor said two and i'd probably done like nine or ten by the time <laughs> i came back not that I'm getting anything other than just the novelty of like how fun it right. was, and like you know you saw kids with inhalers growing up, and you're like, I want one, right? Yeah. And so I'm I'm living into that right now. Yeah. But yeah, I I, have a, I definitely uh, need to be watched if something feels special. So maybe I'd get into that. You could try this. It is it's available at Alta or Sephora. Or you can get it at your local CVS, uh, Walgreens, whatever. This podcast episode has not been sponsored by this company. Yes.
1: <laughs> Garnier, but we'll take your
2: money if you yes. want to send it. Garnier, it's your product.
0: Um, anyhow, and it's just a quick sort of. Even if you're not concerned about puff, it's just sort of a quick <laughs> refresher. <laughs>
2: I also have If you that. just want to feel refreshed,
0: just rub it around <laughs> your eyes. I also have that stuff you spray on your face, those misty things or whatever. Wait, you... wait what is this? Oh. Don't just say I spray okay. a misty thing on my face and you leave can't. it behind. I don't know. I should have brought that with me. <laughs> um, I have some that's lavender, and you can spray it on your pillows and your sheets okay. where you go to bed. But there's some that you, it's like cucumber or whatever, and it's just a quick a refresher. refresher. You just sort of mist it on your face, and you I go. kept it at work, and uh, you know. I was feeling a little down in the afternoon or stressed out. I've just taken out and just...
2: I, l- I love little treats yeah. like that. Yeah. It's like, you don't have to feel guilty. No. Mm-mm. I That's how I feel about um beard, o- beard oil. Okay. Like, I um since growing a beard, I realized that, like, oh, people, like, do, yeah. like, oh, yes. conditioners and oils. And, like, now I always feel, like, a little bit special, like, when I, like, go dab some beard oil on my mm-hmm. face and, like, mm-hmm. feels sp- like little fancy i'm familiar with beard oil because um antonio
0: uses it so okay um, we sometimes if we're shopping together we're you know we look for beard oil there's a really good brand and antonio is your partner handsome handsome partner yes Uh, and we found a really good one here's another (laughs) plug we found another there's a really good brand at target i don't know where you get yours
2: uh Sometimes Target. Yeah. yeah sometimes it's
0: target. really good. But um yeah, I'm all yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Anyhow. Beauty so. regiment. Beauty regiment. Yes. <laughs> Beard oil, Garnier. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So you you okay. uh Okay. So you stepped into like doing voice lessons. Yes. And um did the uh, did some performances already, right? Y- yeah, yes. So some, are they recitals? We do recitals. So
0: at the end of each uh session, I've completed three uh, semesters. Uh, The third one ended, I mean, we had to take virtual lessons because of COVID. It started out in in person, and then it went to uh, virtual. But Mm -hmm. yeah, for the first two, there's a recital, and you have to get up and sing. And uh, my first one, I told a really emotional story, so I really brought the crowd in. The crowd was with me. I didn't sing as well, but it was like people were... I got a standing ovation, people were crying. But you worked it ahead of time. I I knew how to work it. And then... You got got people crying, huh? Well, this is a fascinating story. So when you start voice lessons, uh, and I go to Lyric on Irving Park Road, when you go to voice, my instructor is Christopher Hatcher... Uh, you fill out this sheet. He has a little questionnaire, and you fill it out. And what would you like to sing and all that. Well, I put all these modern songs I'd like to sing or whatever. And I remember our first meeting, he just looks at it and goes through the list and just shook his head and said, no.
2: Uh, Anyhow. (laughs) What were some of the songs
0: on this list? Oh, I wanted to sing something by Justin Timberlake or Katy Perry (laughs) or, uh, you know, just something. Yeah. Uh, Anyhow. Uh, so he said, I'll pick something out. He goes, You know, I'll just get you some sheet music and we'll start. So uh, I told this story that I said, Christopher didn't know this when he picked out the music. And he shows up with music and said, We're going to work on this song. And the song was Amazing Grace. And I told the audience that I had had cancer for mm-hmm. two years, and that he, Christopher didn't know it. But since my diagnosis diagnosis of cancer, that I had experienced Amazing Grace this whole time, oh. and that it was it was sort of meant to be. Hmm. Christopher didn't know that, but um, so then I sang Amazing Grace. And Uh, people cried and stood up, standing ovation. You almost got me right now. Okay.
2: Anyhow, so that's. that's, I mean, it is an interesting perspective to hear because you hear a lot of people say that who, you know, have a little bit of a brush with like a terminal illness or a close call. You know, um, something that threatens your life, where it's like it pushes you and it refines you, and it like if if. If you can, you know, look at it the right way, it can actually be, you know, something that you make into a good situation. Right. Which is pretty cool. Right. I mean, I think about that all the time, too, with, like, um, just, like, people ask me, like, I came out late in life and, like, oh, like, don't you miss, like, feel bad about, like, needing to be in the closet or whatever? And it's like, no, no. Like, all of that, all of that stuff, like, led me to where I am has given me like a deeper insight as a person and like if I had to redo it again I'd be like rats I have to figure out how to like learn these lessons without this thing right so it's so hard to like look at things as purely bad it's like it's it's all it's all it's all usable
0: it is yep you're gonna find this shocking but I didn't have conversations with some of my family members about being gay until I was 60.
2: I believe it. Yeah. And, uh, I believe it just because I, I know how hard it was, you know, for me to come out and like, um, you know, even like being up in a younger generation that it's more acceptable than the generation you came up in. Right. Exactly. Like, trying to be authentic and true to who you are and you know reconcile that um it's hard it's hard right it is like the people like especially like where you grew up and like how like your formative years like how people around you um felt about gay people like will influence you the rest of your life right exactly like it's still like there's still little moments like I'll go back to west michigan and I'll be like a little bit of your radar goes back up again of like oh whoa 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 like it's easy to feel some of those emotions again of like right yeah yeah whatever it, it is like and guilt y- or shame that maybe it kept you in the closet or just the fear of being accepted or blah 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 people were going to judge you and yep. uh
0: and you know i uh stonewall happened in 1969 i graduated from high school in 74 and went to college uh i was in a fraternity uh you know uh you know the center of masculinity on campus um
2: and, and you're, you're speaking about yourself right yeah not, yes. not the fraternity, yes. fraternity. yeah <laughs> yeah uh there goes the center of masculinity yeah, yeah. Stephen Daniels. yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> anyhow uh Yeah, very different, and it's, when you talk to younger people, even younger than you, Mm -hmm. their perspective on it's so much more acceptable now, and you've, I've got nieces and nephews that were in high school, and, oh yeah, they they knew, they had gay classmates and all that kind of, you know. It's pretty cool to, like,
2: see, you know, it still takes, I think, you know, no matter what age you're at, it takes, you know, a little bit of risk to... To be authentic and honest, especially when you're going against the grain, right? right? But um, it's been very cool, like, also teaching uh, kids, and they're just, like, very comfortable with who they are already at, like, 14. or Yes. It's like, that's good for you. And good for, like, good that you've got that support around you. Right. Well, it was really funny, because most of them, you know, you told them, I said, yeah, I just want to let you know. And uh
0: they're like, well, yeah, we kinda already knew that. <laughs> yeah. And uh You didn't yeah. su- you weren't surprising them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't really
2: surprise them. Whenever whenever you're ready to come out, right? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, they yeah, they weren't it was funny because they thought that I had certain people that I was friends with. They thought I must have been dating that person. I'm like, oh no, 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 that <laughs> didn't happen. And uh so yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh so uh but yeah, uh you know, we were in an improv, we formed people from that. I went through the class with, uh, we formed an improv troupe and yep. we performed and, uh, it was a great learning experience. Uh, and, um, uh, I think the most valuable lesson from improv, uh, is learning how to listen, the need to listen and to listen well. Mm-hmm. Because you can't be good at it if you're not. Your partner is giving you something, or your team is giving you something on stage. If you're not listening, and you just start talking,
2: or you're trying to think of the next funny thing to say, or yep. whatever, it just doesn't. It doesn't work. It's, and it's very counterintuitive for people who are like, especially people who have you know are inclined to be comedians to come in and be like, oh, my job is not to quick think up a joke but just to be really invested in what my partner's doing right. and like make that important. Yeah. Yeah. So uh there was a lot of uh,
0: a lot of good came out of that and uh but and I'm now using that uh we created a sort of an improv class at work. Uh, we did it you know, two or three times. It was just an hour long thing. And this is,
2: uh, you work in the business world? Uh,
0: Yes. I work for one of the top (laughs) four accounting firms in the world. And I'm on the talent learning team. And uh, so I've developed some content around that to how you can apply certain improv skills to your everyday business life and how you... you, That's very cool. How not only do you speak and listen, but even using improv on your writing skills. Mm Mm-hmm. So very cool uh, it's very cool it's very fun
2: and uh, are you teaching those now a couple times online right you taught some yes
0: yeah, so um, a couple, in July'm uh, I'm, I'm on a team at work called uh, I'm on the leadership team at work uh, and it's called ey presents and it's our sort of our own version of toastmasters and it's how to tell your story and be good public speakers. So we've incorporated, uh, we've done live sessions where we had an actual class with people before COVID and taught improv. And now we're looking at, we take some improv things that are easily transferable to the virtual. And, um, and so, yeah, we've done a couple. uh, We did one, uh, if you use Zoom, you can put people in breakouts. So we did yes, and. Mm -hmm. So it was yes, no. We started out they had to do yes, no, yes, but, and then yes, and. And we had three different, and then they had to come back and tell us how that experience was or whatever. And it opens up, a lot of people said it opened up that sometimes when people come up with an idea, their first thing they want to do is to shut it down. Say no, that's not going to work. Or, but, and offer their suggestion, um, and just acknowledging something uh, in a yes and environment, or acknowledging something doesn't mean that you agree with it. Is that you're listening and you're hearing what that person's saying, and uh, that their that expression or what they're saying could have validity. Uh, it could have an impact and don't shut it down. Uh, be open to that and listen to that and acknowledge
2: that. So, <laughs> I love that. You're just like, not only am I going to start taking classes, <laughs> I'm going to turn around and share with my coworkers. That's right. That's, right. that's very cool. Yeah. Um, I, I
0: so I, you know, I, 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 have, I do have an education degree from Ohio yes, that's State. Right. So, you know, you're I ought already... to put it to
2: use. So yeah, that's what I'm, that's doing. Right. I'm teaching. Yes. <laughs> um, So, we already hit on this, but we said we both have a wild love for Christmas. Okay. And uh, he's not drinking out of it at the moment, but I did give Stephen a Santa Claus cup full of coffee. (laughs) Don't feel pressured to drink out of it just because I mentioned it. Um, I wanted to talk to you because... (laughs) Uh, He's very excited about his cup. Um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Christmas this year because I feel like... I feel like you and I both have, as probably does everyone, especially in the colder climates, has this like apprehension of like winter's coming. Yes. And like we have to keep our head above water. Yes. And I feel like as two people who love Christmas a little too much, I think we just need to extend it. Yes. Further (laughs) into the winter. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're aware (laughs) of it, but if you walked
0: on my uh, evening walks, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, but if this started uh, to make people, to cheer people up, people put up Christmas lights. You would see them in the neighborhood. I would ride around and you'd see people. Really? Yeah. Currently? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. Not so much now. When it first started and people were kind of at home and it was like in March and April or whatever, you still see some. Not as many, but yeah, people dug out their people dug out their Christmas lights and put them up on their porch. Or that's what I'm talking about, right? So yeah, Um, (laughs) no, I met with my therapist a couple weeks ago um, as part of my oncology team, and uh, she told me she said I'm giving this advice to everybody, all my all my patients. Embrace summer, the sunshine, the warm temperatures the autumn, the colors, whatever. Enjoy it as much as you can. Uh, Embrace it. Participate in it. Get out. Get outside as much as you can. Mm. Uh, Even enjoy the rain, because she said winter's coming.
2: Yeah. (laughs) And
0: it'll be colder. The days will be shorter. COVID is not probably not going away. Until there's a vaccine, and flu season will arrive, and she said that uh we need to prepare ourselves uh mentally and spiritually and physically to get ready for that, because uh it may be a challenging winter,
2: yeah and we'll find ways, <laughs> we'll, oh, we find, yeah. we'll find yeah. ways to yeah. get through, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, we'll throw Christmas parties and have people hang outside and look yes. through the window. And You know what? You can go Christmas caroling.
0: That's there outdoors. And you can carol through a mask. Carol six
2: feet apart. We can do that. Yes. yes. I'm
0: in. I'm in. Okay. Perfect. Um, uh, yeah. Because some of my friends, you know, I have a huge... Well, I should say this. <laughs> I'm popular. So I get invited to a lot of holiday <laughs> parties. And... <laughs> We've already had that discussion, started to have those discussions. If we're going to have Christmas parties yeah, or not, open houses and...
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you know, some backyard yeah, bonfire s- parties. I think that's s- what we want to do here.
0: Yeah, something that's going to be
2: uh, different. Um, because you still have to... I, I like I like this word that you just said, because it's also like a word that's been a theme for me this year. And I purposely tried to make it a theme is the idea of participation, of like participate, participate. And I think there's a lot of things that will not feel ideal, Um, whether it's teaching something online or meeting online or like having to change the way you do a party, but we still need to participate in those things. Exactly. I really do think that like we can't put everything on hold and be like, I'm going to wait until the storm clears. We have to keep finding a way to participate, even if it's not the ideal way we want to be doing things.
0: Exactly. Um, Something that comes to mind uh, and part of my cancer adventure is Northwestern Hospital selected me in 2019 as one of the faces of cancer for the cancer survivors, 5K and Walk. It's a huge event. It's he's,
2: he's on banners. Held, it's held. Yes. Did you get to keep any of these banners? I had the banner. Yes, oh, I okay. should have brought. We
0: could have put it up we here. Should've. Covered the
2: birch. What were we thinking? <laughs> my, my next podcast. <laughs> Perhaps she'll have me
0: back. Um, anyhow, uh, and you had to come up with a quote that went on your banner. And while they were interviewing me, they said, "I think we have your quote, and it, it applies to what's coming with winter." Is uh, my quote was you can't stop living just because you have cancer or don't Mm. stop living just because you have cancer. The same applies with don't stop living because we're facing a tough winter
2: or, uh, so, um, that's good to hear. It's, it's good for people to hear because we, we, there's like, I feel like there's so many reasons I have in my life just chosen not to participate when I've, (laughs) not even had a good excuse. And so going into this year, like that was one of my goals is just participation, participation. This is before the pandemic (laughs) hit. Right, right. And it's like, I I, I already struggle. I'm definitely the sort of person who's like more of a homebody and like people ask me to do things and I'm very inclined to be like, eh, I'm okay. But like, man, now there's like this extra push of like, right. I, (laughs) in spite of maybe some like personal inclination to like sit back and not always participate, now there's a p- pandemic on top of it. Right. And, like, pushing through is no, incredibly important.
0: Uh, I go for walks in
2: the evening every night.
0: Yep. I always try to go for a walk, and I I try to take photos and post about things that I discover on my walks. And um, there are some nights when I'm like, uh, you know what, I think I'll just take a shower and just go to bed. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what, no, you need to get out and uh, or go ride my bike and... It's funny. Some nights I'll go out and start walking, and I'm thinking, well, I'll just make it a short walk or whatever, and then I'll end up like walking for like an hour and a half or riding my bike,
2: and I just keep going because I'm like, oh, this is really kind of fun. I'm glad I'm yeah. out here. And uh, uh, honestly, being outside is like my saving grace right now. Yes. Uh, I also discovered that in this winter when I like started walking to work, like I was like, man, like I have to still get more out time, outdoor yep. time, even though it's cold um and just last week i was camping in michigan Uh, pure pure michigan yes the up yes it was awesome it was beautiful it's there all the time everyone we can just go up and see place it's crazy it's like we get stuck in this like city kind of life and like you feel trapped in your apartment and it's like man the rest of the world is outside and like honestly, it does so much for me mentally to like spend more time outside. Exactly. Whether it's whether it's even just our backyard here, you know, and having rats running around us, <laughs> which Steven loves. Oh, no, I do. They're my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm also very jumpy now because there's so many. Yeah. there's so many rats that I'm like a little like a little jumpy just about everything, like a shadow. Yeah. I had a um <clears throat> camping. I had a little bit of a run in last week where, <laughs> so I went with my buddy Dave. Right. Okay. And uh, we were like doing like some bike touring and like um, we just camped at one location each night and just biked from there. Okay. And um, I hear on the side of my tent, I hear like a scratch, a scratching sound. And I'm like, I'm in the upper peninsula. This is bear country. Right. <laughs> and immediately my mind goes, there's a bear rubbing the outside of like your tent and I like turn my flashlight on and I'm just like all the hairs are standing over my arm and like I'm like this is this is for sure a bear like do I try to like run do I try to like yeah. like what do I do <laughs> it would be it would be a black bear yeah it was a mouse and uh I was still scared enough of this mouse that I decided to go sleep in the car <gasps> afraid it was gonna gonna burrow through the through the tent and like get into my tent i'm just a little jumpy with with rats and mice oh and birds yeah oh you don't like birds oh i'm very scared of birds oh i have a bird phobia oh i didn't know that oh oh it's a it's a real thing okay that's another podcast there's a there's a genesis story of why this is the case and we can save it for another yeah, we'll podcast it, if we yeah. want. Okay, you know what, let's next time, t- you, you, you we'll, we'll come and talk about yeah, our, we'll our get, fears. Yes, we'll get together, a group of people, and each person talk about their phobia. Yes. We'll do it as like a Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a teaser. Yeah. Whenever that episode comes out, Yeah, I'll reveal why I'm terrified of birds. Um.
0: With, with Christmas coming, and I have lots of Christmas stuff,
2: De- now, when he says lots of christmas stuff what he means is he has extra storage yes entire like storage units full of christmas stuff i have two of them <laughs> what size are both of them and they're both uh 10 by 10 <laughs> <laughs> it is just christmas stuff
0: it's just mostly christmas yeah or uh christmas i also like and how, uh, big,
2: how big is your apartment stephen not very. I live in a loft.
0: <laughs> so, so, so there's no way you could ever use all of it? Oh, no, no, God, no, no, <laughs> no. I have all these aluminum trees, and uh, yeah, yeah. I also like Thanksgiving, as you know. I brought di- brought plates over with yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Just, I set the table, but I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, like, I have all that stuff, and what could I do with it this year, and... I'm just wondering if what's sad is you see a lot of empty storefronts or places that have gone out of business, and mm-hmm. um, I think Laugh Out Loud on Lincoln.
2: Oh, do they close the doors? They close their doors. Oh, it's too
0: bad. So they only have the Schomburg one. But I'm just wondering if I should or if I could contact the owners of those buildings or whatever and we put up some kind of display so when people are out for a walk in the winter they would find this Look at you. pretty tree in the window or whatever. you going to
2: spread Christmas cheer all over the yeah. city.
0: Um well, I think we're going to I do think we're going to need it. And I think I it'd think be so a nice too. little surprise to yeah uh you know to kind of walk down the street and you know Find Honestly,
2: a- when Christmas decorations go out, <laughs> I'm like the most excited person in the city. I don't know what it is. I've actually, I've also discovered this too about myself, that it's actually the whole time that's leading up to Christmas that is part of the magic for mm-hmm. me. Like Christmas Day, I'm actually like a little bit like somber. I'm like, oh, it's ending. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's like the whole season leading up to it. Is the best. Um, th- uh, three or four years ago, uh, I fulfilled a bucket list dream, and <laughs> it was the first year my husband, Matt, and I were dating. Um, um, I took him and well, myself for the first time to the Chris, uh, Chris Kindle markets in Germany. Oh, wow. It was th- the most amazing Christmas experience. We started out in Salzburg. Insanely beautiful. Um, and then we went up to uh, Nuremberg and then a small little town called Bamberg, which is our personal favorite. And it's literally the best way to do Christmas. Yeah. I was already looking at plane tickets this year and I was like, man, what if we just get out of town for Christmas week and do a, a German Christmas? Well, I belong to an international
0: Christmas collecting group. <laughs> uh there's people are in it from around the world. We have an annual convention. What is it called? It's called the Golden Glow of Christmas Past.": Yes. Uh, I'm often a featured speaker. Uh, I've served on the board of directors. Uh, and there are uh, there's some people in our group that actually run tours to Germany in December. And one of these days, I'm going to and I have a really good friend of mine who lives in Nuremberg, so one of these days
2: We're gonna go together. We're gonna go. Yeah, yeah. How many people do you think we've lost right now on this podcast? Because so many people hate Christmas. Uh, None. (laughs) Good. Uh, No, I don't think. Okay, I feel like Christmas gets a, a like a bad like pushback, and I like people are always like, "It's too early." Like we celebrate it too early. Are they mad at Christmas, or are they mad that winter's coming? That's my question. I don't. I'm singing Christmas songs all year long. Yes. And listening to Mannheim Steamroller. Yeah. But that's just me. I don't understand this this perspective. Well, I think a couple things. um,
0: Yeah.
2: Also, we're taking this very seriously.
0: It's a couple things. (laughs) Christmas also comes at the end of the year. So you're thinking about. And Christmas is a highly emotionally charged holiday people have expectations about Mm. the gift maybe they're going to get oh yeah my family's going to come over and we're going to be sit down and carve a turkey and everybody's going to get not everybody's
2: okay with their families yeah yeah. right and there's some yeah yeah i get it Um, i get it yeah it's too bad so
0: um so yeah i that that could be i do think that we start As much as I like Christmas, I do think the selling of Christmas merchandise starts way too early. Yeah, I agree with that. Like Halloween candy
2: is currently on sale at Jewel. Is it really? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. Wow, Wow. today it's uh, August 16th for that. but It's been out for a while. And 2020, uh, we're still in the pandemic, if you're listening years later. It's been the zombie apocalypse since then.
0: (laughs) And I want you to know, in case you need some, that... Pumpkin
2: spice Cheerios Ugh. are now available. Get at your, at your, at out! Your, I'm not into it at your local grocery store. Not into pumpkin spice. Um, are you a pumpkin spicer? No. <laughs>
0: I mean, you know, I used to get the pumpkin spice latte from uh, the coffee shop. But yeah, the coffee shop. I just, the one
2: coffee shop that makes those. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why I don't. Yeah. You don't I'm, know why you don't like it? It's cuz it's gross, Steven. It's got it's, it's too sugary. sugary. It's, it's super yeah, sweet. Yeah. Um it's like here's here's my thing is I would have like a small sip maybe like once a yes. year. But I also feel the same way about pumpkin pie. I pumpkin pie is really good to have one slice a year. It's perfect you, to Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. Have some. It's yes. It's great. But, like, I don't want pumpkin pie in the middle of the summer. No, that's blueberry pie. I don't want pie. pumpkin pie. Oh, my gosh. I love blueberry pie. I made my first blueberry pie the other day, everyone. Oh, delicious. From hand-picked blueberries from Pure Michigan. Blueberry picking is honestly one of my favorite things to do. Like, oh, wow. Like, one of my favorite summer things to do. And blueberries are so good for you. I didn't know that, but that's great. Oh, they're Like, I would eat yeah. them regardless. I mean, they're, I assume they are because yeah. they're a fruit.
0: Yeah, they're (laughs) loaded with antioxidants, so, Uh, yeah, and vitamins and all that, yeah. No, I love blueberries.
2: Love blueberry pie. In fact, I would normally go for, growing up, instead of a birthday cake, I would ask for a blueberry pie for my
0: birthday. uh, My favorite pie (laughs) is um, pecan pie.
2: I've heard of it. Yeah. (laughs) I like pecan pie, too. I I really didn't have it till like, the first time to, like, a, a couple years ago. Yeah it's good it's really good and pecans are loaded with uh protein they're good yeah you should eat more you should we should eat more often it's a healthy pie i just made my first savory pie (laughs) now that we're talking about pies i just made my first savory pie i think two nights ago we have all these tomatoes ripening up in our garden it's amazing and i had an extra pie crust from when i made blueberry pie okay i I i cheaped out and i didn't make my own blueberry pie you know, I bought the, or the crust, I should say. I bought the crust. Um, but uh, you can make tomato pie, and then you'd put, like, onions in it, tomato. Oh, my God, that good. They call good. for just, like, like, um, like a, it's like a mayonnaise and cheese mix on top. But I also added chicken to it. Uh, it was incredible. Wow. It was, like, a little bit, like, still, like, a little bit of a sweet crust. Okay. Yeah. Pretty sink good. Uh, using store-bought pie crust, is,
0: there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank like, you. Like Thank you for whole... enabling me. I like the whole wheat ones. There's whole wheat pie crusts, and I love oh, okay. those. That's usually what I use. If I make quiche or a pie, huh. I usually use the whole wheat crust. My grandmother <laughs> would kill me because she always made, you know, her own pie dough and rolled them out. And I knew how to crimp and oh yeah, all that kind of stuff. So, I think there's
2: certain things that you just allow to pass on. It seems like pie dough seems like it should be one of them. Yeah, it pie should. dough and phyllo dough, right? Yeah.
0: My big thing, um, I had one the other day. Somebody gave, uh, my friend Miley and I, we had a peach. You Uh, had a peach? She had a peach. And so I sometimes (laughs) meet her for lunch. And so that was our, like, dessert was this peach. You guys split a peach? We split a peach.
2: (laughs) I love that. It's like such a big deal. Yeah. We had a peach. We had a peach. (laughs) But I,
0: um, and this has happened to me a couple of times. And it happened to me that day when we had the peach. When I smell peaches, I'm back in the kitchen with my grandmother. Uh Oh. Because I used to help her in the summer. I would stay there, and I would help her can and freeze peaches. We'd ride to this. What a good grandson. We'd go to, uh, my grandfather would drive, and we'd go to this peach orchard. There were orchards near there, and she would get, red havens and different kinds of peaches and then uh so you know she'd make peach pie and when i smell peaches i remember a couple years ago i was traveling somewhere and stopped and there was a farmer's market and i smelled peaches and i was instantly in her kitchen
2: yeah so that's I I, they say that smell right is like immediately. Yeah, get transported. Well, your sense
0: of smell is most linked to memory. Yeah,
2: exactly. You know, so oh man, what do do I smell that transmits me? Oh man, I'm going to be a real cliche here, and it's pine needles, (laughs) Christmas trees, yeah. Yeah, Instantly, like, as soon as you smell them, I was when we were camping, I was underneath a, a pine tree, and it's like it just smells like Christmas. Yeah, a pine tree with a mouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop talking about Christmas. Yeah, Stephen, this has been a treat. It has been such a treat. This has been fun. <laughs> I thought it would be more nervous.
0: My sweating stopped, you know? and we covered a wide range of we topics. We covered wow.
2: such a wide range. We still have we have spoilers for our or we're or, or teasers for our next one. Yes, bird stories. These... I want to talk to you about the opera. Okay, excellent. Stephen loves the opera. I have a little bit of a confession about how I feel about the opera.
0: <laughs> next don't, time. Don't tell next me time. it's a phobia. Don't tell me you have an opera phobia.
2: Oh, we'll save it for next time. What a treat, Stephen. Oh, this has been fun. I, I love you. It. You're such a delight. Well,
0: thank you. I love you're, you too. You're wonderful. Thanks Any, for being I'm here. Glad we met. <laughs> See, uh, one of the blessings of having cancer. Meeting you. What part of your your part of the adventure. Look at that.
2: So class is always half full. I love it. There you go. You're amazing.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Uh-huh. Bye, Bye, everybody. Bye anybody. Appetite.
1: Middle of the night. Come on. bye mm-hmm. mm-hmm.